You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. It's all NBA day. You excited, Doug? Ready to see the results? Isn't it always all NBA day on this show? It's all we talk about. Yeah. It's all pod day. Let's pod about it. It's the Locked On Hornets podcast presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can get my Twitter handle at Locked On, at not Locked On Walker. It's just at Walker Mail. Doug is on Twitter at Doug Branson, L-O-H, as we told you a million times yesterday. And it is all NBA day today, which it has huge ramifications for the Charlotte Hornets and for Kimba Walker. And it's interesting, Doug. We've spent a lot of really this month, month and a half, two months of offseason talking about whether Kimba would come back to Charlotte or whether he would go play for a different team. We've talked about it really the entire regular season, even when there was actual basketball going on. This whole show has discussed a lot of whether Kimba Walker would be suiting up for the Charlotte Hornets past the 2018-2019 season. And so now that their NBA, the all-NBA results are going to be revealed at some point today, we've got our Twitter pages up, we've got Woj posted, just to let us know if it does indeed come out while we're doing the pod, we will break that to you, probably aren't breaking it to you, probably have already figured that out while you're listening to the show, but we'll find out real time. And so once that happens, hopefully maybe we can start to get a little bit of clarity on this. If Kimball Walker gets it, then that means he would be eligible for the Supermax. That's really the the only thing that it would clear up because we're still not going to know uh, what's in Kemba's head. We're still not going to know if he really values that extra money that the Hornets could provide. We're not going to know whether the Hornets are willing to provide the full amount of extra money that they could use as leverage over some other teams. But one thing we do know, Walker, is that last season, especially the the latter half of last season, Kemba Walker was playing like a man who wanted that all-NBA nod. He did. Certainly, at the the end of the season, when we were going with all the young guys and Kimba Walker, Kimba Walker was playing at a level where he certainly did want that all-NBA selection. So if he gets that all-NBA selection, he's battling it out, most likely with Klay Thompson and Bradley Beal. Those seem to be the two guys that are up for that last guard spot alongside Kimba Walker. So if he gets that all-NBA selection, the Hornets could extend... Kemba Walker to a five-year, $221 million contract. $220 million Kemba can make over the course of five years with the Hornets if they choose to offer him that. Even if he doesn't make that, the Hornets would still be able to offer him $189 million compared to just $140 million from another team. So the Charlotte Hornets, the only advantage they have is money. Because there's a lot of other teams out there that are more attractive based on winning more basketball games, having more talent. The roster around Kimba Walker is not going to change. In fact, it might change in a negative way because you wouldn't be able to bring back Jeremy Lamb. And so not bringing bringing back your second best player this season, not really even all that up for debate. Cody Zeller maybe, if you, but he, he was hurt. So And just as far as just sheer value, whatever. Jeremy Lamb's gone. Because you're not going to be able to bring him back. So the only reason that he would come back and play for the Hornets is money. And Doug, you read those figures once again. If he makes All-NBA $220 million, even if he doesn't, one hundred and ninety, million. And every other team outside of the Hornets 
could only offer him 140. That's almost 50 million dollars that the Hornets are going to be able to offer him right off of the bat. 50 million, Doug. Have we talked about the money enough? to maybe be a factor in Kimball Walker's decision. We've talked about it, but do we really truly wrap our brain around letting $50 million walk away from you like that? Well, I think there's a reason why we haven't talked about the money as much as we would talk about it with some other players because, one, Kimball Walker did sign a deal that was probably more fair to the team than than him 100% already. 100% more fair. And he's he's spoken so highly of the organization and spoken highly of living in Charlotte like that's the other advantage that I think Charlotte has is that he's comfortable here like he he legitimately likes living here and I think that could factor into his decision as well some people really value comfort over top dollar and and I don't know if that's necessarily what will uh, be the final nail in in his decision making but I think it's a factor I think the money matters a little bit more than we've talked about. I think after just kind of focusing in on it a little bit more, focusing in on what the other players make that have been eligible for Supermax contracts and even turned them down, which we'll get to, Kimba, you, you mentioned Kimba's contract, and if you hear that, that is not a robot fart. That is actually construction taking place within the building that we're recording. Yeah, there's some stuff going on downstairs. That is not uh, a Transformers movie trailer that you're hearing in the background. <laughs> Those vibrations are are simply tools be, doing what tools do. Uh, so bear with us. Kimball Walker only made $48 million over the course of four years. Mm-hmm. $12 million a year mm-hmm. dollar contract. Very team-friendly, certainly with the last three seasons all being all-star bids for Kimba. Man, that's not a lot of money. That, that's not a lot of money for Kimba Walker, at least. Sounds like a lot of money to me. Well, for us, yes. Not compared to what he should have been paid. Excuse you. So now you have the other NBA players. We're 13. I can't help it. Now you have these other players, Doug. Like You get some comments, right? Paul George. He turned down Indiana, the chance at a Supermax contract, to go to Oklahoma City and just want to get out in the first place just for the chance of winning. He said, I mean, when you've got guys that know their talent, know their skill set, and know what they're capable of from a money standpoint, you can't really entice somebody with a bag. Paul George told ESPN that earlier this season. Bag of what? Just two years removed from bypassing his own chance to chase a Supermax deal. I'm guessing money. So George and Kawhi... You have a nice bag of chips. You can entice me to do a lot of things. Also, Bradley Beal talked to ESPN about it. Well, salt and vinegar. He said money's not the problem. Well, sour cream and onion? It's what we're going to do here from moving forward. Oh, spicy barbecue. You I'm done d- yet? I'm done. I'm done. Are we good? <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to talk about the money and how important it is. You know what my favorite? Just naming chip flavor. You know what my favorite bag of chips is? Are you curious? No, I'm not curious. It's the, the kettle cooked... And now I forget the name brand, but they're kettle cooked chips. It's the, it's the kettle cooked chips, not Lay's. It's the one in the white bag, but it's the uh, salt and vinegar chips, but not the regular salt and vinegar chips. I love the reduced fat salt and vinegar chips, not because I'm watching my figure in any way, shape, or form. Walker, you can attest to that as I shake my belly in the studio. But I like the reduced fat because they use a little less of whatever the flavoring is to make it salt and vinegar. And so the vinegar is not quite as sour and it just tastes, it it brings balance to the chip. I do like kettle cooked, man. I can't lie. You're right about kettle cooked. Cape Cod. I just 
thought of Cape it. Cape Cod is good. It's really good. You're right about that. Can we move on just to talk a little bit about Kimba Walker? Well, aren't we in the era of players not really caring about top dollar? They really care about like the situation that they're in? Well, thank you, Doug. I appreciate you asking that question because Paul George seems to believe that. Bradley Beal also said something very similar. In fact, let me tell you, Bradley Beal told ESPN at the beginning of the season, money's not the problem. It's what are we going to do here moving forward? And it starts with getting a new GM, specifically to the Washington Wizards case, and building up our team this summer. I'll definitely give it a lot of thought. It's not an easy decision. It's really not a simple one. So you have Paul George and Bradley Beal both telling you that it's not about the money. George and even Kawhi Leonard, they decided that they did not want to be with the team that drafted them, the only team that could offer them that much money, the Supermax deal, because they wanted to go to a different situation. In Kawhi's case, not even just a better situation. Hard to get out of a situation that has benefited you more than playing with the San Antonio Spurs. He just wanted out, period. He wants to go home. He wants to go play for L.A. It's not even all about winning for him. It's just about being home. So money has not been a factor for those guys. But go ahead. You got something. Well, I was just going to say how much of a factor is the ballooning of salaries overall? And I'm not just talking about when the TV deal hit because that's generally we've we've evened out. But I just think salaries have increased to a point where mentally I think some of these guys are going, look, I've got enough money for me. I've got enough money for my kids. I've got enough money for my grandkids. Do I really, do I want to be happy or do I want to make my great grandkids happy? Do I want to be happy or do I want to make sure uh, that the people that are growing up on Mars are happy? Maybe I want to be happy. So everybody but Kimba, I think, feels that way. Kimba is different than every single other free agent that has ever talked about not caring about the money as much because all of these other guys are legitimate superstars and Doug, they've already made a lot of money and a lot more than what Kimba Walker has had. So let's go to the contracts for all of these guys. Paul George signed an $18 million a year deal in 2014. That's five years, $91 million, compared to Kimba Walker's $48 million. Not only did he sign that big boy contract, Nike released George's first signature shoe in 2017, and he earns about $5 million a year from that franchise. George also, not only, not only does he have that big contract, not only does he have his signature shoe, but he also has deals with Gatorade, New Era, Bass Pro Shops, which is interesting, and Tissot. He was on the cover of NBA 2K17 as well. I don't know if he saw anything from that, but all of those endorsements. So yeah, money's not that big of an issue for Paul George. Go play where you want. Kawhi Leonard signed a five-year, $94 million deal, very similar to Paul George, and he has the New Balance deal after denying a chance to go back with Jordan again. New Balance pays him an expected $5 million a year. So five years, $94 million, compared to Kimba's four years for forty-eight. Bradley Beal signed a five-year, $127 million deal. Anthony Davis signed a five-year, $127 million deal. Beal is endorsed by Pepsi, Tiso, Verizon, and Music Headphones. AD is endorsed by Saks, ExxonMobil, Red Bull, Foot Locker, and Panini. Kimball Walker makes significantly less than those guys. And he's got Jordan. It's the only deal. Like, those guys are making crazy stupid money, and so it might be a little bit more sensible to think that Kimba would want to stick around and make that 40 extra million that all these other guys might not care as much about because they've already made a stupid amount of money already. Let me ask you a question. Please do. Any of those players endorsed by Cape Cod? 
They should be. It's a damn good chip. Thanks for joining us here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Before we take a break, <laughs> let me tell you about Untuck It. Dads come in all <laughs> kinds of shapes and sizes, and so should their shirts. Like tall, short, slim, and relaxed. Ever wonder why your father's button-ups look so long and baggy at the end of the day? Always. It can be hard for guys to pull off a casual, untucked look that isn't sloppy. That's where Untuck It comes in. Untuck It is the solution that fits just right, and their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com. Promo code NBA to get 20% off. Doug is rubbing his belly furiously at me. Thinking about chips. It's really tough. I'm proud that I got through that without laughing. Hopefully we can do it on the other side of the break. Thanks again for joining us. It's the LOH Podcast. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. And that was also a connection of a connection because the new Carolina Panthers owner, David Tepper, looks like the guy trying to defuse the bomb at the elementary school in Die Hard with a Vengeance, which I thought looked like John Hurd, a.k.a. Kevin McAllister's dad. A.k.a. Peter McAllister. I never would have got that. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. I am at peak paranoia right now, peak awareness of what my partner is capable of during any one of these recordings. I really put a lot of, I mean, a decent amount of research into trying to figure out exactly that angle to come at, right? Like with Kimball Walker not having made as much money as all of the rest of those guys and why those guys might not care as much. And I understand that any conversation whatsoever can be completely blown to shreds with a chip flavor conversation. And I also understand if any of these recent weeks continue to happen, that a mock draft could come up and blow a serious conversation that I want to have. I know that that's going to happen. I want to just get all of those out of the way. Do you have any mock drafts, Doug? Because I don't want to go through it. I want to have this with you. I respect I, that. I want to have I want to have your serious thoughts. This is, this is interesting. It's all NBA day, Doug. Right, I don't so know you- if you know this. I want your mock drafts, and then I want your serious opinion about Kimball Walker. Like, what is the threshold of being able to take mediocrity and also sacrificing money enough because you hate it just so much? I, I got to have that. I love that conversation. I do have some mock drafts. So you want me to do these? What? Like, we could do these. I want them now. I got, them to I, got, me. I got a lot of these, so we could do these all up until the draft if you're ready for it. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. I want all the ones that you had planned for today. If you have right. 50 in a bank – then how about we make a deal to just give me two? Like, I, I don't okay. want you to just un, unleash the beast on me. I, I want just two today. Okay, here we go. Rod Beard has the Hornets taking P.J. Washington forward. Cont- <laughs> it's like the construction behind me is actually going acting on? as sort of background This is a music. metronome. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play through it. Rod Beard has the Hornets taking P.J. Washington Say forward what? Kentucky with the 12th pick. <laughs> All right, hoopshabit.com's Ty Beldinger has the Hornets taking French forward Sekou Dumbuya and a child in Statesboro, Georgia, found $40,000 worth of meth in a box of Legos. What is that? I, what are you even throwing in there? I know, Sekou Dumbuya, I think he's going above 12. That's just a random... I think he's top 10 material. It's weird. I appreciate you getting out everything. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that headline to be dropped in there. PJ Washington, Sekou Dumbuya. Man, we'll talk about it later. It's all NBA day. All right, what do you want to talk about? 
I haven't watched those guys enough yet. Like, I know P.J. Washington. I'm a little bit scared that he's going to be another Miles Bridges type, and I don't know if I want to take that again in the first round. Dombuya, I know he went like five of seven recently in a from three-point range in a game, but it, you've got me on a tangent already. I want to talk about this with you. I want your opinion. I respect your opinion. Respect my respect of your opinion. Okay, what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Kemba. I want to talk about the money threshold. I want to talk about the pain threshold that is the Charlotte Hornets and their lack of winning ways. Like, at what point do you feel comfortable going to bed at night knowing, hey, I'm on a good basketball team, but damn, it'd be nice to have $40 million. Or if he makes this all-NBA team, damn, it'd be really nice to have $80 million. Yeah, it's so interesting, right? Because when you and I sit here and discuss it, we would take an extra $40 million any day of the week and twice on Sunday. But we don't – I've often said this about uh, the, the people that do this and are entertainers and make a lot of money. They live in a different world. They live on a different plane of existence that we don't really – know anything about it and I think it does change a lot of the mental calculus that you make at the same time it would be very difficult I would think for any human being to go to sleep with the thought of leaving 40 million dollars 49 to be exact 49 million dollars on the table but again I think that he has a lot to think about I think that he if now here's the thing too i want to go back to something you said about endorsements if he goes to los angeles Mm -hmm. and wins championships with lebron james i don't care if we've never seen kimba in an endorsement before he will get endorsements right if you win championships companies will find ways to use you as an asset i mean look at steph curry he's doing brittle water at like he's not look (laughs) steph curry's kind of funny but he's not like he's not interesting in a way that traditionally people that have gotten endorsements are interesting right no if he goes to one of those big markets if he goes to new york and and being there instead of charlotte or if he goes to la then that would lend itself to more endorsement but not dallas winning but not utah not indiana right if he would even choose those teams and i don't even know if those are in the running we know dallas is going to have him right in the bullseye i mean they want to go after him and here's the other interesting part to me people assume that Kimba Walker will make his decision based on the Kimba Walker that he was last year and the year before and the year that he came into the NBA. But I really think that for all humans, when you get to this point where you where you are at the fork in the road and you've got big opportunities that have pros and cons, that you're really making that decision based on the the events that are happening right in the present. And so we really can't take a lot of what Kimba has said before and and really trust that that's how he's making the decision because I think a lot of things start to change um, for you m- mentally when when all of these factors start to play. And if anyone has ever had to make a big decision in your life, certainly you lean on your character, you lean on your values to to help guide you, but ultimately you have to take the information that's in front of you and make a decision and nobody's going to know that but you. And and often we make irrational decisions in, in that instance. A lot of people got mad at that editorial piece that was written about Kimba Walker, about how Charlotte, the Hornets franchise, should just let him go. A lot of people got mad, at, at particularly that phrase, just let him go. Most people Let res- it go. Most people responded with some variation of, well, whatever, screw you, it's Kimba Walker's decision anyway. 
in large part it is, but Charlotte's got some say in whether they want to offer him the max contract and how much money they want to, Doug. You and I have talked about this quite a bit, that we both feel it's best for the franchise to move on from Kimba Walker. I, I am personally at the point, and it seems like you are too, that I just... I am personally at the point where I don't find joy in contending for the eighth spot anymore. You're right. Maybe I'm naive enough to not understand how bad it can get just like we saw with that seven-win season. Maybe I'm not ready for that. That's a that's a fine argument to have. All I know is that I'm kind of tired of going after the eighth seed and missing out. And if we do get it, I'm kind of tired of understanding that that's going to be the only series. Therefore, I think getting rid of Kimball Walker... Or moving on from Kimba Walker is the best yeah, way not, to do that's that. That's the thing. You're not. That's it's a perfect position so, to be in, right? Because you're not getting rid of them. It's not like those early Hornets teams that had to maneuver. They were they were getting rid of Alonzo Mourning. They were getting rid of LJ because they did not want to keep them. That's not this situation. You get you get to get off scot free and say Kimba. You, you, it's obvious you, you want things that we can't give you and and separate. What 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 price are you trying to get him? Like, what's your offer? What's your best offer? What do you think is fair enough to knowing that the mind state we're in about the Charlotte Hornets, about whether you want to bring Kimba Walker back? What would you do if you're Mitch Kupchak and you guys meet when free agency hits? You guys meet. You've already had you've already had a ton of meetings anyway. What, what's your offer? If third, if he makes All NBA, let's let's do it this way. If he makes All NBA and let's say he can make you know 32 million the first year, and then he goes on the accelerator or whatever, and, and you give him 32 or 32 for the max, whatever. Let's just use that, right? Like, would you be cool going down to 25? Is that the best offer you would give? What's insulting? We've had this conversation before. What's insulting? What's something that you would be willing to do and keep Kimball Walker on a good value contract? I just am interested to see what Mitch Kupchak and the franchise, how they would handle this. So you're not going to like my answer, but my answer is that that offer does not exist. It is null. The answer is null because... There is not an amount of money that they could give Kimba Walker that Kimba Walker would reasonably consider that would also put the franchise in a position where it could contend with Kimba Walker at the helm. So, and, and if they keep Kimba Walker, it would keep them just good enough uh, to, to keep them out of contention for a higher draft. Pick. I'm totally with you. I don't mind your answer. I don't think a lot of listeners like your answer. I don't mind it, and I think what you're that's saying, why I try to. Well, that's why I try to talk about chips because <laughs> because legitimate. I have thoughts. I have things I'd like to say, but I don't think that a lot of people want to hear them. I I just I tell hard truths, and it's clear by my adventures on Twitter and and social media in general that people don't like the truth. <laughs> so, they don't like facts. They don't like the truth, and they certainly don't like hard truths. And so I just stick to chips. So essentially, you're not offering them anything. So essentially, it's Kemba. Thank you so much, man. It it's time to move on. I here's the thing. I've really shortchanged the jalapeno flavor of chips. God, it is my favorite. It's my favorite. Kettle well, cooked jalapeno is my favorite. Yes, but here's the thing. A great jalapeno chip is better than a lot of chips. But people mess up the jalapeno chip a lot of times by making it taste too much like a jalapeno. And if, if you make it taste too much like a jalapeno, if you try for the realism, it's a lot like doing impersonations on SNL. Dana Carvey talks about this a lot. It's not, and Will Ferrell too, it's not really about getting them perfect. It's not about impersonating someone perfectly. That's not what's entertaining. It's picking one thing about it that people like. And exaggerating. And exaggerating it. Exactly. And that's the same thing as a jalapeno chip. If it tastes too much like a jalapeno, 
It's no good. You like kettle kick chi- kettle cooked chips on your sandwich? Are you a chips on the sandwich type of guy? I'm okay with pu- putting things in sandwiches like fries on a sandwich. I'm totally cool with. I'm you know yeah, what I you know what I like to do though? I like to crumple up chips in a burrito, in a homemade burrito. So I get it's like a crunchy gordita that I make at home. Yeah, I'm not with that. We'll move on. Right. Have you heard about Grip Six? Their goal is to literally <laughs> make the, the same best thing. belt that's ever. It's not the same thing. It's pretty much I, the I same thing. It. Oh, it's sandwich and it goes different. Like a burrito, like it's Oh, so you don't like a crunchy gordita? No, it, that's a shell. Can I say crunchy gordita? <laughs> I don't think you can. <laughs> I think you tried and failed. Tell I me about and, these awesome belts. I tried and failed to tell you about literally the best belt of all time grip six is an easy thoughtful gift for dads brothers husbands uncles grandpas and even moms and wives ultra lightweight with no holes no flap and it carries a low profile with the buckle laying flat against the waist making the belt super comfortable grip six is the only belt with no holes no flap and no bulk grip six has a special <laughs> offer for you at grip slash lock that's grip slash l-o-c-k-e we'll be back with you after the break you are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. Unless Mitch has Buzz on his lap and Buzz is sort of Santa vent- style, the, I like it. Oh yeah, or ventriloquist, you know. <laughs> well, let's how how, how much ventri- ventriloquist are yeah. we going? <laughs> I don't think anything, or I don't, I don't want to go that much. Whoa, yeah, I don't want to go with ventriloquist. Let's go. I like the Santa style a little bit more. Either one is creepy. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Please listen carefully. Walker Mail, Doug Branson here with you. Locked on Hornets podcast. Shout out to the Gittimer.com studios in Uptown Charlotte. If you're in sales and need help, visit Gittimer.com today to learn how they can help you do the one thing you want to do, and that's make more sales. Finally, after all of the nonsense that Doug has tried to hit me with, it's the third segment that's not about the Hornets where Doug turns to me pretty quickly and says, I have a Milwaukee take. So, all right, Doug, what's your Milwaukee take? You got three things. Can I do my mock drafts first? I I got two more mock drafts. (laughs) I thought we were doing them out of every break. I thought that was the thing. Is it it the break or just like every show? I thought we're we're doing four. I've got enough for every break. I'm just telling you. I do Until we get to the draft? I research these every day. People are coming out with mock drafts, and I'm seeing a lot more mock draft 1.0s, which means more people are getting out here into the mock draft game all right who's mocked to the horn it used to only be like one or two people who were doing it now it sounds like a dying animal i thought an animal was dying it's the, it's the show <laughs> it is dying it's the show slowly uh leaving uh this it's mortal coil okay here we go brandon clean from fs step back has the hornets taking jackson hayes big man out of texas with the 12th pick CBS Sports' latest mock draft has Sekou Dumbuya, 6'9 forward out of the wine country, going to Charlotte at number 12. And witches in Romania are using social media to cast spells on a wider audience. All right, so we're going to do that every time, too. Really interesting. (laughs) Another one, Sekou Dumbuya. I mean, I thought he was top 10, but it looks like he's falling to number 12. uh, A double dose of Dumbuya for for you today. All right. Double Dumbuya. What's your Bucks take today? So I'm I'm watching this Bucks uh, Toronto series with intrigue, just like everybody else is out there, and and I think the general consensus, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Mr. Professional Radio Guy, because you really have your finger on the pulse of uh, national sports being part of the worldwide leader. But it feels like everyone's assuming that this thing is going seven games. It just yeah. feels like a seven game series, no, right? It, it does now after Toronto's performances. Well, see, I think that Toronto's game four 
feels a lot like what happened with the Dallas Mavericks and the Miami Heat in the finals a few years ago. It feels like that Toronto has figured out something um, pretty essential to to uh, Milwaukee's attack and has figured out how to neutralize it or really has found out something about their own attack offensively and about Milwaukee defensively that they've been able to attack in the pick and roll. And I think Toronto takes these next two games and Whoa. they're going to the finals. That's sizzly. That's a little hot. I just don't see how Milwaukee – so Milwaukee has three players right now that can't guard anybody in the pick and roll and Toronto over and over in game four put Brooke Lopez uh, Miritich and uh, Ilyasova over and over in the pick and roll and I just don't look I know you can hide one guy I, I mean if Bud figures out a way to get over his Drake obsession and and hide three players on the defensive end then by God well, well and, done and thank God for Marcus All's aggressiveness right I mean you've heard Zach Lowe preach about it constantly but it's been true I mean Marcus All would take just like a couple field goals per game the fact that he's hit five and six field goals last couple of games and you've gotten contributions from other players besides Kawhi the only thing that's a little makes me a little hesitant one Bud is a great coach, so hopefully he's able to figure this out just for our own entertainment that we can get this to go seven games. But also with the Toronto Raptors ha- having a, a, a really impressive performance from everybody else, Kawhi Leonard looks gimpy out there. Like I don't do I want Toronto to go face Golden State with gimpy Kawhi, or do I want healthy Giannis? I think I want healthy Giannis because I think that's the better series. But it, has Toronto, like you said, because I think there absolutely is something to that. Has Toronto figured out something so much to where that's the better series against Golden State? Yeah, they were a- they were able to limit the damage that Giannis could do to them on the offensive end. And by the way, how is I mean it's it's strange to me that Giannis is really the only one that can rebound on that team. I guess it's not strange when you consider that they have Lopez out there uh, so much. Who got 11 for the first time. And, and game one had 11 rebounds for the first time in three years. Yeah, but he's behind the three-point line so yeah. much, so he's not a threat. So you have to you have to have Giannis down there. I mean, over the long term, they got to figure that out, right? Because you're gonna just you're gonna destroy Giannis's uh, you know ability to stay on the floor if he's got a bang down there for that long. Kawhi defensively is is absolutely stupid. He's the best defender I have ever seen in my lifetime. And he's in, playing a in Jordan, my lifetime. He's playing a Michael Jordan game on offense too, right? That's what's cool to see. He he's, dunked on Giannis. With his left hand, with a bum leg, he's not having Michael Jordan level playoff production uh, consistently. Like you know, he, I think he had 19 in that other game, but he, but his style of play is very Michael Jordan. Stopping that guy, not 100. percent Stopping Giannis, not a, like Giannis had a good game the other night where he shot 50 percent from the field. But again, Kawhi is getting to him when he's defending him. You're right about that. Thanks for. I don't. Go ahead. Well, I, I just one last thing uh, before we go, and and this is serious. I, I'm not sure that it counts as a chip but wisps it's a company that makes these parmesan cheese crisps might be my favorite snack of all time thanks for listening and remember you can subscribe to this show on the new himalaya podcast app as well as apple podcast google podcast and spotify and when you get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast locked on hornets thanks again for joining us once again we'll be back with a fire friday tomorrow raptors and six